Some of you don't know the name, but that's that guy from the Hunger Games. Transformers the last night. Beauty and the Beast and Spotlight. Writer and director of Big Night. Hello and welcome to a very special Standing Stanley Tucci. My name's David. And my name is Hannah. But for today, we will be primo and secundo. Can we, like, (laughs) just cut down on the racist Italian stereotypes today? Because this is about, you know, this is Big Night. This is Tucci's magnum opus, possibly. I mean, we'll get to his other... It's his directorial debut, his first produced screenplay. um, His first written. He wrote part of the script as well. He wrote it with his uh, his cousin. um, And it's, you know, this is trying to present the real Italian-American experience, you know? mm -hmm. It's, It's not about, you know... It's a me Mario, a spaghetti and a meatball. You know, it's not about that. <laughs> so let's cut down on just a little bit of stereotyping, okay? All right, all right. Can we do the Jersey <laughs> accent at least? Can we be from Jersey? <laughs> it was shot in Jersey. It was uh... clearly <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it, it was shot a little bit at Chelsea Pier as well. Okay. But, um, yeah. Why don't we just jump right in? I feel like this movie doesn't really need an introduction. I mean, okay. If you if you're a fan of the Tooch, I mean, if you listen to our intro every week, the first thing that uh, Pete Davidson set, sings, raps about the Tooch is that he's the writer and director of Big Night. <laughs> this is like if if you don't know Stanley Tucci from his more recent work, like right. this this would be the thing that you know him from. You know, like this no, is what I, I mean. It, it's his first, like, award-winning mm-hmm. thingamajig. You know, it went to Sundance, and it was nominated for, the you know, Best Drama. It lost out to Todd Solondz. No! Ah! Uh, Welcome to the Dollhouse, which was his, like, big, uh, you wow. know, <laughs> big movie of wow, that wow, year. Wow. So they worked together, and then he just stabs him in the back. But it, uh, but it did betrayal. win Best First Screenplay at the Independent Spirit Awards. Yeah, that's that's uh, you know definitely you know an accomplishment, and I think it speaks to the fact that you know Tucci is not just like a first-time screenwriter; he's an enjoyer of film. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's engaged with all of these films that he writes and uh, with all these films that he he acts in, and he engages with the script and the screenwriting of it. Mm-hmm. So I think he brings that. Uh, that to the picture. Uh, let's we we've over over introed. We let's jump in. All right, all right. So where do we where do we find the Tooch? <laughs> right. So Tucci and uh, his co-star Tony Shalhoub play Primo and Secondo, uh, two Italian American immigrants in the 1950s who open up a restaurant called the Paradise, um, and uh, they struggle. Mm-hmm. They scrape. But uh, Tony Shalhoub is a true artist, and uh, Stanley Tucci is more of a pragma- pragmatist, a businessman, a schmoozer, and uh, and together they struggle to put together one big night uh, for their restaurant to save it, because the yeah. banks are going to foreclose. And they got to get this guy, uh, Louis Prima, who's, you know, obviously a real jazz musician of the time, real Italian-American guy, to show up and uh you know it becomes sort of like a waiting for godot thing yeah he, you know he doesn't show up <laughs> to, um, to spoil it <laughs> right well i'm just giving you know the the broad synopsis and then right, we'll, right. We'll jump into more individual scenes but i mean i think it's a fantastic movie oh yeah the performances really steal the show mm-hmm. and you know as far as the screenplay like Tucci is working with the fact that these two actors don't know, or these two characters don't know a ton of English words, right? You know, and that becomes like what what is experimental and interesting about the movie is mm-hmm. like when your two main characters are like bickering with each other and struggling to find the words to express their emotions, so it all comes out in the acting, right? And I think that's fantastic, right? And you know. It- 
it's a tight screenplay too, you know, like I don't feel like right. there were loose threads. Like it's, it's simple, but it's, it's given so much room to breathe, you know, right. and you're given. Now, I did find all... that occasionally it felt like some scenes were written like just to have a good acting scene. Like mm. we need a good acting scene right here to kind of fill in <laughs> something. So, you know, my mind immediately goes to um, the the eggplant scene uh, where Tucci just loses his shit at Mini Driver for cutting the eggplants wrong right after he's having a fight with, um, with his brother. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after that, he's no longer angry. He's off, you know, buying a Cadillac, <laughs> you know, like test driving a Cadillac. So, like, there's not a lot of connective tissue right there. You know, mm. but it's just like a, we need a big emotional scene so that we know where he stands emotionally. And then we get back to doing like story beats. So I think there are some moments like that. But overall, yeah, I do think it's a pretty tight, tight screenplay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, gosh, there's like so much to talk about. I, I don't even know where to start. It's like a buffet, a feast, if you will. Well, I, we often start with the cast. So yeah. I mentioned uh, I mentioned Minnie Driver. I mentioned, um, you know, obviously, Tony Shalhoub, mm-hmm. who has acted with the Tooch before in, um, <laughs> what was it? Uh, it, it? The New York one, um, Quick Change with Bill Murray. Oh, yeah. That's the main one that I think Tony Shalhoub was in. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Before this. Tony Shalhoub, not Italian, but plays Italian very well. Yeah. Lebanese, I believe. Um, also, Mark Anthony plays like a mostly <laughs> silent character. Um, I, I don't know how popular a musician he was in the, in the 90s. Time. I'm not really familiar with his career, but Mark Anthony. I know. Um, he was most recently in In the Heights, you know? Uh, the the film version right um we had campbell scott again popping right back in another another bff um co-producer i believe on this oh okay um, or or he had some role um oliver platt also helped produce another good friend of the tooch yeah um i i do have to say i loved campbell scott's character in uh, yeah, he plays Bob, this. a Cadillac salesman, you know, very, <laughs> very like, you know, 1950s car salesman. He's like so character. sleazy and like pretentious, but it's like absolutely delightful to watch, you know, right. <laughs> like I, I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, no, I think I think he gels with the, with the you know the scenery. He's like the representation of America, of American mm. culture. You yeah. know, like everybody wants to have it all. Everybody wants to make it and be a success, and he just exemplifies that. And he's always selling. He's he's never yeah. just relaxing. So right. he's like handing coupons across the table, even in the scenes where they're eating. It's great. right. Like he very much represents, um, you know, Stanley Tucci's character, Secundo, like it, his desires. <laughs> you know, he right. is he is the ur to which you know he aspires. Did you catch um, Liev Shriver at the door <gasps> to? Uh... To um, the the competing restaurant, the more mainstream, mm. non artsy restaurant. I did uh, Pascal's. I saw that he was the door door guy. Okay, yeah. all right. So that's where Leo Shriver was. I, all these yeah, people. So we only mention him for people who don't know. He's going to be in the next movie that we talk about, um, <laughs> the the Day Trippers, along with Campbell Scott. Along with Campbell Scott, yes. Um, <laughs> And I think Mini Driver, like Brits, Brits in this movie, yeah. holy shit, um, I think are fantastic. Mini Driver plays an American. Uh, it's, you know, Tucci's love interest. Um, and then uh, the, the Pascal is played by Ian Holm, another Brit who you might know from, I think he's in a bunch of like Lord of the Rings and stuff. And, you know, like all the, the Peter Jackson things. Um, but he's, you know, he's also playing a really over-the-top Italian uh, 
<laughs> businessman. He's like the money man who runs the cheap restaurant Pascal's. And, uh, you know, he he's the one who knows this uh, this Louis Prima. Yeah. Uh, who's supposed you know, supposed to save their restaurant, even though he's a compete, he's a competitor and he wants uh, Tony Shalhoub to come work for him, mm-hmm. you know. But Tony Shalhoub would never work for such a, a businessman. It's another, yeah. you know, it's another one of these, like, food and the restaurant business being a representation of art. Yeah. You know, and and the true artists would never, you know, cater to the masses. You know, the first scene is really just, like, it encapsulates it all. Do you want to summarize that, that first scene with the, uh, the American couple? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so... The restaurant opens, um, and I do have to say, I love how much, how quiet so much of the film is, you know, where you're just oh, seeing yeah. the actors, like, do scene work. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of, like, you know, stage play-iness, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, it doesn't ever go too far in that, and there's a lot of good cinematography throughout, so. Right, yeah. Um, so, you know, the restaurant opens, Tucci seats this couple, uh, takes their order, brings brings it out to them, and <laughs> the woman is confused. She's like, this is what I ordered? The risotto? And, you know, it's a very authentic, actually, Italian risotto. Um, and she's like, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, well, don't I at least get a side of pasta with this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just like... There, there are certain things that she expects as an American yeah. consumer um, and has been told to expect. Like, this is what it means to get Italian food. Um, <laughs> and so Tucci goes back into the kitchen to talk to his brother, Primo, uh, who is absolutely offended at the idea. Yeah, it calls her a Philistine, yeah. calls her a bitch. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. um, but really it's about that she's a Philistine. Oh, she wants some fucking mashed potatoes, too, you <laughs> she know? two starches? What is she talking about? She's crazy. Uh, I mean, he's not wrong in any way. And, like, no. you know, today we we take for granted, like, yeah, it's it's considered uncouth to, like, order, like, an extremely non-authentic, like, meal at a, uh, you know... At a nice ethnic restaurant. Right. But it was, you know, potentially not so in the 50s. There was a good Guardian article that sort of said, like, did Big Night sort of ignite um, our imagination about food and authenticity and, Mm. you know, uh, and, and like, did Food Network bring on a bunch of, like, Italian chefs as a result of Big Night? Uh, Who knows? Oh, interesting. There may there might not be a clear cause and effect, but it could be you know sort of the the cultural incline that was occurring in the nineties. Yeah, I think I think that's really it, like diversity and uh, and, and those kind of things becoming bigger. Right. Um, and you know at at that point it's the inculcation into whiteness that the Italians right. were were experiencing. Right. Uh, we, we have our, our sort of classic uh, conflict here where we need to establish that this is a good restaurant mm-hmm. that people would want to eat at. But we also need a reason why people aren't telling their friends. And it's because they're being surprised by how real and how good those uh, those meals are. By right. The right. And I, I love how the scene sort of resolves um, between Primo and Secundo arguing in the kitchen where, you know, Secundo's had it. Like, he's, he's heard this spiel too many times. And so he's yeah. like, yeah, you, you want to talk to her? You want to tell her? And he's like, yeah, I'll <laughs> tell her. And so he, like, kicks open the door and goes, oh, there she is. <laughs> and, of course, Primo. And the door just swings. Yep. It's great. And he's like, make the pasta, make the, the pasta, pasta, make it, make the pasta. Come on, let's go. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it, it just, it reminds me of a lot of other Tucci meltdowns and mm-hmm. other performances. Um, but it's, you know, I just think it he's, feels... when he's writing for himself, he can just like simplify it down to just three words mm-hmm. and, and then take it, you know, wherever he wants to go emotionally. Right. That's, that's what's great about it. 
Totally. And and the fact that he, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, he just embodies it. And it feels so authentic, even when it is the tooch, like, melting down. Yeah. Like, he, it doesn't feel over the top. Right. So, so then there's a great deal of setup. Um, you know, we establish yeah. Tucci has this relationship with the mini driver character, Phyllis, mm-hmm. um, but he can't commit to her, you know? Yeah. And he says it's about, you know, not having enough money, not being secure, you know? It's almost like he's worried, like, he's going to pack up his bags and leave, you know, the country in mm-hmm. the next couple of weeks, <laughs> uh, even though we later find out that, you know, even if the business fails, he's not planning on doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we find out that's not the real reason he can't commit. The real reason is because he's, you know, uh, he's got a side lady. He's having an affair with, uh, Pascal's daughter, right? Wife? Oh, I thought it wife? was, I thought it was his wife. I wasn't, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure that I'm not sure about their relationship, but That's... it seems like maybe, maybe she was his daughter. That's fair, but it seemed like, you know, he was kind of a philanderer as well, and that, you know, she, she was hurt by this, um, because because he, right. he makes a lot of moves. I don't know. I don't know. It it, Point it was being, unclear. The, his uh, the, whoever she was to Pascal, pretty sure daughter. <laughs> Uh, played by Isabella Rossellini, who, you know, very famous Italian actress. Um, I was first introduced to her on 30 Rock, um, where she had (laughs) one of my favorite lines, which is, God damn it, Johnny, you know I love my big beef and cheddar. Um, Which is uh, just her talking about how much she loves Arby's. Um, (laughs) What on earth? That's just uh, how I was introduced to her, is her talking about I'm, her love of her. You know, I'm just, I'm sure she wants that as the first line of her obituary, you know? <laughs> oh, damn it, Johnny, you know I love my big beef and cheddar. <sighs> um. But yeah, so Stanley Tucci's having an affair with her. Also, the loan that he got from the bank is come due, and they've got to pay it by the end of the month, or they're they're closed. Um, yeah, it's a classic stakes. Um, you know, when we're introduced to Pascal and Pascal's for the first time, this restaurant, you know, at first we're just seeing like, you know, all these glamorous people entering and then it like pans back and like the focus shifts and uh, it's Tucci in the foreground just like, you know, smoking a cigarette. So like, oh, we thought that was the interior of their restaurant on a busy night, but no, it's just the restaurant next door. Mm-hmm. And then once we actually go inside of it, we have this very dynamic cas- uh, casino or more like Goodfellas type shot. You know, it's like a one that's just sort of moving the camera throughout the space over different people coming in and out of doors. And it's very lively and exciting. Mm-hmm. And Tucci feels right at home. He knows everybody there. Yeah. <laughs> even though uh, even though Tony Shalhoub would not uh, want him going Right. But but to him, like, this is American success. You know, this this is kind of what he wants, um, even with how inauthentic it is. Right. And we see how much of a, you know, greatest showman Barnum type Pascal is when he is like walking around setting dishes on fire to entertain the masses. But that's just entertaining the masses. That's not making real art, you know? Yeah. Um. So I, I just I just like to contrast this movie briefly with um, what may be my least favorite movie, which is John Favreau's Chef. I've it never seen it. Like 20, 2016, something like that. Okay. Um, which also uses uh, food as a metaphor for the art of filmmaking, mm-hmm. but is so much more self-aggrandizing <laughs> and so much less stakes having, where he just like quits his job and yells at his, like, Jew producer boss and just like, God damn it, I want to make real art. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to I'm gonna do my stuff. Yeah, it's Dustin Hoffman. But anyway, <laughs> okay. he, he, he... And then he, like, quits and opens up a food truck and it's the greatest food truck in the entire world. It becomes a world-famous food truck. Whoa. And then his ex-wife, played by... Um, <laughs> Played by uh, Sofia Vergara. Oh my comes god! Comes back to him, 
and he reconnects with his son and like everything is just like going amazing for him and then it ends with him opening up his own restaurant even though the whole thing was that he needed to leave the restaurant industry to go make his own indie uh you know thing and then the critic who bashed him comes back to him and says i'm so sorry that i bashed you oh my gosh <laughs> so i i fucking hate chef I love Big Night because it's not that. It's more about, you know, Tucci has sort of split himself, I think, Mm -hmm. into his character, Secundo, and Primo, the artist, because he has both of these conflicting desires within himself, Mm -hmm. you know, rather than it just being this, like, greedy Jewish restaurant owner. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Chef is wildly anti-Semitic. Chef is trash. It is good food porn, but this is great food porn. Oh, um, yeah. Because, I mean, we've got so many great scenes of of, <laughs> of food preparation. Mm-hmm. Just, like, cooking an egg is very sexy. It is. Like, all of the cooking in this by both Tucci and Shaloub, and I guess Mark Antony, like, yeah. mwah, it's, it's very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, the bank loan is due. So Tucci approaches Pascal, who says, oh, I'll invite my friend, Louis Primo, uh, who in my mind I kept thinking it was Lou Bega. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Lou Bega is not Italian. No! Um, I believe he's German, but... (laughs) But also, like... Not from the 50s, like... You thought they were going to be playing Mambo Mambo number five, five. but they were playing Mambo Italiano. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Right, but, you know, Pascal also says that he's, like, best friends with Humphrey Bogart, so, you know, that's the point where you're supposed to know, like, he's full of shit. Right. Um, But also, I think Humphrey Bogart was an interesting choice uh, for Tooch because he had a, a similar parallel in his career where he started off, you know playing, like, mad scientists and, like, you know, like, the heel, you know, villain Mm -hmm. characters. And then he transitioned into a leading man. And I think that's what Tucci wanted from this uh, film, which I think is why he went with the rug, uh, with the the hairpiece. Yeah. That's my guess. It it looks good. It doesn't look bad. I think... It's a quality, you know, it's a, what, this movie was what, $4 million budget? Uh, That's a pretty good hairpiece. You can afford a decent hairpiece, but, you know, (laughs) it's, we know the Tooch, man. We know he's not this, (laughs) this raven-haired, smooth, slicked quaff. We know he's a scraggly boy. Right, but, you know, that was him in his prime. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, when he started in the 80s, that was his hair, you know? Yeah, yeah. He, That's he, what he's going he, back to. He wanted at least one movie where he could, right. you know, relive you think his that, uh, You think that Shaloub's mustache was fake? Yes. That's my question. It, yeah, it was, I think it, it had weird. to be. It, it was <laughs> wild. <laughs> um, I did kind of love the mustache, though. Fake it Yeah. <laughs> um... There's a lot of, like, interesting, like, malapropisms and, and mm-hmm. you know, Italianish dialogue in this. I have right. written down one thing that he said is, um, not everyone have everything given to them with a silver lining. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's talking about her being rich and spoiled. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I think that's a great line. And then you have the whole exchange about, you know... Uh, red sky at night, sailors delight. Red sky in the morning, sailors take warning. That's the rhyme, but they can't remember it. So Tony Shalhoub says, "Red sky in the morning, meaneth will rain outside." <laughs> and then they go into this whole <laughs> hilarious scene about rain outside. It, how could it? It's it's it, you it don't need to, inside, say so you don't need to say outside. I don't say inside. I say outside. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's I mean it's truly it's like, so the good comedic timing in that scene is so good it's so good I also love the scene um when Tucci's character is talking to uh the Cadillac car salesman the Campbell Scott uh yeah. I forget what Campbell Scott says to him but he's like, oh, yes, if it's tomorrow, then it will be yesterday and tomorrow as well. Right. <laughs> or something it's like, like that. It's like, is this, is this, is this this year's Cadillac? And he oh, says, yeah. oh, no, this is actually next year's. It's like, oh, so you drive this Cadillac, <laughs> you drive next year's Cadillac this year, and then by next year, it'll be the next year, yeah. and then and so on. Oh. You never drive this year's it's Cadillac. Like- <laughs> But he said he said it in such a like weird convoluted way yeah. that you could tell he no, was trying I, to work it out as he said it. And Campbell Scott's yeah. character is just like, sure, whatever, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. But I just you know I love those things. I love language and yeah. playing with it in cinema is so good to me. Totally, uh, it's music to my ears. All right. So you know and, we get um, we get a lot of setup. You know, yeah. for the big night itself, um, and right. then and then we get the right. the other the other scene. big setup thing being Tony Shalhoub's love ah. interest is set up. Allison Janney, huge fan yes. of Allison Janney. I we, I think Allison Janney, my whomst we also yeah for this one. I mean, if I'm not picking Tony, which who I already picked for uh, <laughs> for, for um, quick change, quick change, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, Allison Janney is forever. I stanny Allison Janney as right. well. <laughs> so she provides the flowers for the evening. Um, yeah. and you know, she's just playing like a nice girl. She doesn't have a lot to do in this, but no. you know, she's just there to sort of be an unconventional, you know, in terms of appearance sort of romance between Tony Shalhoub and Allison Janney. Cause they both are, you know, distinctive in appearance, yeah. I think. Yeah. And they're they're both kind of shy, but uh but Tony loves to show off to her and you know makes makes her a nice sauce and talks about how to eat good food is to be close to God. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And they bond over that, so it's nice. They have some cute moments together. Um yeah, so you know, then the bulk of the movie takes place or the last last half of the, the movie. It's the climax. It's the third yeah. act, you know. It's Takes place it's, at the big night, uh, yeah. you know. So it's like a fancy party. I like. I, I think yeah. everyone's just invited. No one's being charged. Uh, you know, they get a guy from the newspaper to come and hopefully write a story about uh, Louis Primo eating there, um, and yeah. some other random people. <laughs> I guess right. the barber. The barber is a great character. Um, yes, you know who was was in you know a bunch of like the mob movies and whatnot um he's great uh and uh and his wife and yeah like there's just a ton of characters around like everybody that we've met throughout the movie basically including bob the car salesman they're trying to hold off on serving the dinner until yeah. louis primo arrives but right they're like you know at a certain point everyone gets really drunk uh, Tucci's right. character is freaking out and is like, what are we doing? And then that's when we get a little bit of like romantic cooking in the kitchen between yeah. Tony Shalhoub and Allison Janney. Right. Uh, and, and there's tension with the timing yeah. as well, because all of cooking, if you know, it's really all about timing mm-hmm. and no dish requires more perfect timing <laughs> than il timpano. Ah. Um, <laughs> This is like the iconic food from this, you know, from this movie. Right. Uh, and, you know, it's like at, at first it's just introduced with like Tony Shalhoub saying like, oh, we got to do El, t- el Timpano. Um, <laughs> and Tucci's and like, Tucci's saying, no, 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 no. We can't do the El Timpano. It's too late. We don't have enough time. You it know, takes like, too long. Like, you, it, it's so delicate. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Play it's it like, safe. This is the big night, you know. That's. Yeah. What makes it special. Um, and that comes right out of Tucci's, Tucci's life. real life. So first, do you want to uh, introduce Il Timpano or do you want to uh, We have a reading? Yeah, from... yeah. From from Stanley Tucci's newest book, uh, Taste My Life Through Food. Um, we'll we'll be doing some excerpts from a chapter 
Yeah, so everyone no, open your, I'm assuming all of you have copies, so just open to page 108. <laughs> uh, chapter 7, <laughs> Christmas Eve. There is a dish, a very special dish, that is served in our home on Christmas Day. It is called timpano. It is a baked drum of pastry-like dough filled with pasta, ragu, salami, various cheeses, hard-boiled eggs and meatballs. It's a big, heavy dish, and needless to say, very filling. The recipe and the tradition of serving it on special occasions, particularly particularly Christmas, were brought to America by my father's family. I never remember not having it on Christmas Day, whether we were celebrating at our home or at the home of one of my dad's siblings. It is quite a showstopper. So much so that we chose to feature it in Big Night as the centerpiece of the film's climactic meal. However, its preparation is very labor-intensive, and the cooking process requires much time and attention. It is for this last reason that, even though we would not be sitting down to eat until about 2 or 3 p.m., my parents would arrive at about 11 a.m. to begin the process of finishing the cooking of the timpano, which they had painstakingly assembled a couple of days before. Oh my god. It's so, it's so like impressive. I mean, like can you imagine? It's like a big drum. That's why it's called timpano, like a drum. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's like just a big like like kind of pizza-ish dough. It's kind pasta-ish of pasta-ish pizza's dough and then filled to the brim with pasta, meatballs, and hard-boiled eggs and it's, cheese. It's kind of like a casserole, almost. I mean, it is a casserole, but it's a casserole, like, in of, like, pie. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. And to be able to, like, slice it mm-hmm. into, you know, just to take a slice of pasta. It, it's, like, it's yeah, a little it's so Chicago- much harder to prepare than a lasagna. You know? Right, right. Um... Upon hearing the sound of car tiles on the gravel drive and a moment later the shouts of Merry Christmas from my parents' mouths, I would sheepishly look at Kate. That's his wife at the time. His first wife. Yeah. His first wife. Uh, she would sigh quietly and then, as she slowly turned and stared at me, I would see something die in her eyes. <laughs> at this point, my anxiety level would skyrocket and I'd flip off to the bar to see if I couldn't find liquid calm in a Bloody Mary or a Scotch Sour. Laden with gifts and platters of food, including the pièce de résistance, shrouded in a large dishcloth, my elegantly dressed parents would climb the stairs, smiling from ear to ear, as thrilled to see us as if we'd all been separated for decades, when in fact we'd only just seen them the night before. They were so happy and excited. How could I even think of being put out by their extremely early arrival? Well, perhaps not so much me as my poor wife. I will tell you how. The timpano. <laughs> uh, and then they have a big recipe. Yeah. Um, so we'll skip that, and you can you can you know look that up on the internet, or I think binging with Babish has a nice uh, mm. episode about il timpano. Yeah. Or along with. You know, we'll shill for the Tooch. Buy Stanley Tucci's book, Taste, book. My my Life Through Food. Right, but I'm a, you know, I'm an internet person, so I want to shill for internet people. <laughs> um, uh, so at the end, he's talking about, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a temperamental dish to say the least. It might take an hour or two to cook, then need to rest for an hour or vice versa. It depends on the oven, the vessel it's cooked in, if the sauce was made with its with it being a little more watery than usual, if the timpano has been previously frozen, etc., etc. That's all fine, if the only th- it's the only thing you're serving. But timpano was served as a first course. Like, this is... Which the... it is also in Big Night. Yeah, yeah. I, I do love this scene in Big Night where, you know, they're serving the meal, and it just keeps going. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just with with uh, with all these intertitles, you know, il supo, il, yeah. il primo. El supo. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Just how it keeps going, and there's always more food coming through the door. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, the food was disgusting on set, according to Tucci. But, yeah. um, <laughs> I bet. But you know, it all looks nice. 
People often wonder why, if there's such a huge first course, there is even a need for a second course at all. I have no answer for them. All I know is that it is traditional. It is very rare that one eats in an Italian home and both a primo and secondo are not served on any given day. Uh, and again, those are the names of our protagonist and uh, <laughs> yeah. deuteragonist, uh, which is funny. Also, the first son and the second son. Yes. That's why they're called that. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine naming your first child Primo? Like, that's a lot of pressure on your wife. <laughs> <laughs> or husband. I don't know whoever did the naming. Oh, my um, gosh. <laughs> I remember the first time my brother-in-law, John, came to visit. That's uh, John that's Krasinski. John Krasinski, you know, office gym. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And my parents were over, my mother had cooked. She served the Tucci family ragu with pasta, followed by the ragu meat and meatballs. Obviously finding it delicious, John kept going back for more. After a while, bowls and plates were cleared and new plates laid, at which point my mother brought a roast chicken, potatoes, two different vegetables, and a salad to the table. I noticed that John was suddenly a bit rattled, confounded by what was basically in another entire meal being placed before him. He politely asked, Wow, wait, what's all this? What do you mean? <laughs> asked my mother, equally confounded by his query. It's dinner! Still? He gawped? I mean, well, what was that that we just had? That was the first course! <laughs> oh my god, I thought... <laughs> <laughs> you thought that was it, didn't you? I said. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I had three helpings. And you can just imagine him yeah. jimming the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Is this really happening to me? Uh, are you kidding? You can't have just that, especially on a Sunday, chastised my mother. <laughs> Needless to say, we dug into the chicken and vegetables with gusto. After dinner, espresso, digivesti, fruit, nuts, dates, dried figs, biscotti, and lazzaroni amaretti cookies were served. These little almond-flavored rounds came wrapped in a delicate, crinkly, opaque paper. My father's favorite party trick, uh, can you guess it? Was to yeah. roll the paper into a tube, stand it upright <laughs> on the dinner table, and light the top of it on fire. If done properly, it would burn down evenly, and while somehow maintaining its cylindrical shape, just before the flame reached the bottom and singed the tablecloth, the now blackened paper would float high up into the air and almost, but never, touch the ceiling. What properties... So... <laughs> okay. <laughs> So for those of you who are, you know, true ride or die standing Stanley Tucci fans, you will remember our Tucci Vice episode. I think it was the yeah. third episode we did, second episode we did. Yeah. Um, where Tucci does this exact trick on set on Miami Vice in character, and it signifies his, you know, his flamboyant mob boss style. Right. Um, That'll just set a napkin on fire and walk out. And, like, at right, the time... while being arrested. Right. For crimes. And and at the time, I think you and I said, like, this had to be a Tucci thing. Like... I knew no, it was. No way was that in the script. Like, this was a Tucci Absolutely. choice. And he brought that in. He said, hey, I can do this little trick. Yeah. And they, they said, that's awesome, dude. Do it. <laughs> but what's interesting is... Okay, so Tucci does this when he's a, a villain, Right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and in in Big Night, at the end of the meal, the person who sh shares this trick with the rest of the, the group, I believe, is Pascal, the yeah. competitive business uh, guy who basically Right. And this is before we have found out that he totally lied about inviting uh, Louis Primo. Right. Um, and... And he did it specifically to get them to spend a bunch of money on food for a bunch of guests when they were running out of money uh, in a last-ditch effort so that they would be ruined and that they'd have to come work for him. Right. Um, and and he does the little napkin trick. So it's it's like a weird villain thing. And it's, it's very strange that this is the trait he has chosen for... Uh... <laughs> For his villains, considering it's something he learned from his dad. I feel like there's something very Freudian there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, there's no dad in this story. There's only an uncle who's yeah. off screen who offers to to 
bring them back to Rome where they can have another restaurant. You know. oh, right. Well, work at his restaurant and, right, and be authentic. And and he's, you know, Tony Shalhoub's character, Primo, is the one who's enticed by this. Um, and he really respects his uncle. Um, and, you know, he, he tells a story that he makes a dish so good that you eat it. And then you have to kill yourself because it's so good. Like, what are you going to do? Like, it, it's too good. You have to die. <laughs> um, you know, so like this is his like artistic hero saying, no, come back and work with me. Um, but Stanley Tucci's character sees it very differently, sees it as running away and being afraid to stand on his own. So with that, I think we're pretty close to like the climax of, yeah. the, of the scene since we just described that whole that whole Pascal thing. Mm-hmm. So first of all, um, we have to have a confrontation where Minnie Driver's character stumbles across Isabella uh, Isabella's character, and you know sees Tucci. that Tucci is a cheating bastard. Yeah, plays a lot of cheating and... bastards, even in his own work. <laughs> and so she runs out of the restaurant and uh, jumps into the river. Is uh, it? No, it's the ocean. They're at the Jersey Shore. Oh, the ocean, Shore. I mean. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know New York. Where's Chelsea? Is that by the river? Is that by the Hudson? Uh, it's, it's I don't know. clearly anymore. at the beach. <laughs> right. But anyway, so she goes down to Chelsea Piers and, uh, and just <laughs> in her underwear goes into the ocean uh, as if to drown herself, and Tucci refuses to follow after her and just tells her to, you know, come out, you'll catch a cold. And I want to like, talk to you. Come, come here. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's sick of it. She's sick of yeah. the lies. She's out of here. Yeah. Um, and she had one, like, almost Bechdel test-breaking scene with uh, with Gabriella, the, the Isabella character. Yeah. Um, where Not they're quite. like... They're like, what is it about men? You know, it's like, ah, damn it, you were so close to breaking that Bechdel you, test. You could have talked about anything else. We we would have cleared right. the bar. I mean, they do briefly say, you know, I'm thinking about moving out west. And then we're like, <gasps> to meet a cowboy. Damn it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, we find out Tucci is a cheating bastard. Uh, she storms out. She jumps right. into the ocean. She comes out baptized as a new woman and yeah, yeah. pieces out. For the whole movie. And yeah. uh, and that's when uh, Primo shows up, you know, Tony Shalhoub, and, uh, and, and says to Secundo, Secundo uh, this was all a big lie. Pascal fucked us, you know. Mm-hmm. I have this backup plan. I've had it for the whole movie. I was mm-hmm. waiting to tell you until I was sure that this restaurant was going to fail. But we can go back to Rome. And he says, I'm not going back to fucking Rome. You go. Mm-hmm. And there's this great, like, just a conflict of all of the things that we've been talking about for, throughout the movie. Art versus commerce. Italy versus America. You know, hope versus despair. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it is. it is just a... Clash of the Titans, acting-wise, yeah. and they just wrestle like a bunch of little boys. <laughs> yeah! I mean, like, but it feels so honest, you know? And yeah. it's, it's like, yeah, that's it's, that's reality, you know? Yeah. It, it is both this huge, important, life-changing moment and also a, a petty squabble between brothers on a beach. Yeah. And then uh, you know it's the it's the thesis antithesis synthesis thing, which is mm. what all movies are about. They're about you know conflict and then a new thing arising out of the conflict. Mm-hmm. And that is Tucci goes and talks to Pascal again, and this time Pascal is straight with him. Says you know what I did I did out of respect. Mm-hmm. You know I wanted to give you a chance to fail honorably before you came to work for us, rather than just you know telling you, you know, you messed up, you failed, whatever. Um, and then forcing you out. But you were going to come work for me regardless. And then he says, Tucci says back to him, you will never have my brother. He lives in a world above you. Which is, you know, just him speaking to 
the shrewd businessmen of Hollywood saying, you know, art is greater than your money. Mm-hmm. That's what he's all about. He works on he, the indie films. He right. does these things. Now I'm, he's a very wealthy man. <laughs> but uh, but at the time, he was, you know, he had to scrape together a budget for this picture. Right. Uh, but he... I, I, I love this moment of reconciliation um, between him and his brother after this fight. Um, you know, it's yeah, it's all done basically dialogueless, completely dialogueless. Oh yeah, I think pretty much completely. Um, yeah, Mark but, but, Mark Anthony I, slept I, at the restaurant. <laughs> Very good. But I love. You know, I I feel like that scene begins here, like be- begins okay. with the 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 exchange between Tucci and Pascal, um, where he he's just like, I want to be you. I wanted to be you. I respected you, um, and what your idea of success is, but. I'm realizing that even though that's what I'd aspire to, really, I, I, I only aspire to that because I cannot create the art that my brother creates, you know, mm. like that's sort of the, yeah. the feeling. That's the vibe. Yeah. Um, and, and I love that idea of, you know, even though you're frustrated by this person that you you love and respect them and consider them like above you, basically, you know, he's saying, yeah, I looked up to you, but my brother is better than both of us, you know, like that kind of respect. Um, And then it leads into the the kitchen scene. Right. And I don't find it to be pretentious. No. If, 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 If it comes across that way in our description to any of you, because he's not just saying like, Cause his food is so fucking delicious. It's just because he's true to himself, you right. know. That's all that it is. People don't have to like it. People, but everybody tells him in the text of the film, "This is the best food that I've ever eaten in my life." Yeah. In fact, I should fucking kill you because it's so delicious. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, still, it, it's just about being true to yourself and to your family and. And to your heritage, which is a big part of this movie as well, you know, Mm -hmm. portraying Italians in a light that is not as gangsters, which is what every other movie has basically portrayed him as, or as a sleazy, you know, ex-boyfriend or, you know, current, you know, just just terrible, terrible roles for the Tooch. But it's all going to be, you know... Not all. It's not all positive from here. I mean, he's going to be a serial killer. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I'm but just saying. But that's so much about him being Italian. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he's portraying Italians in a really beautiful way. And right. I think the last scene, which is really the reconciliation, it doesn't resolve the the plot no. problems of the restaurant closing. You don't know what's going to happen to them. You don't know where they're going to go. What they're going to decide. But they're going to decide to do it together because Tucci makes three eggs. Yeah. Three for two people. And he takes one egg and he gives it to Mark Anthony. And he takes one egg, he puts it on a plate for himself with some bread. And then he knows Tony Shalhoub is going to come through that door and he's going to have one egg waiting for him. Mm-hmm. And then Tony Shalhoub's going to put one arm around him because they're brothers, man. They fight. But they're brothers. They're brothers. It brings, it brings a tear to my eye. And, and I love that we get some of this from Tony Shalhoub's character earlier in the film as well. Um, when he's talking to the uncle on the telephone, you know, the uncle really only cares about Tony Shalhoub's character. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, you come here, you come, it's fine. And he's like, and Secundo, like him too? And his uncle is like, fine, sure, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> if it gets me you, right. sure. Um, but... Right. But for for Primo, like, he values his brother. You know, he sees yeah. the value in the brother, in his brother, the same way that his brother sees value in him. Um, and and I love that. And, and it's beautiful. So, you know, that is the movie. That is the big yeah. night. I mean, it's just big night. It's, um, it's great. Everyone go watch it. MGM was going to distribute the movie, uh, you know, like, before Sundance. And then... They wanted to change the ending probably to be more 
explicitly like uplifting like yeah why don't you make it so that they uh they get the money from the bank or something <laughs> right and it's like no <laughs> that's not the point that ain't the movie they were it's a waiting for godot story you can't have godot show up at the end like wait wait i have a million dollars <laughs> it's not about that so yeah um, i'm just like truly imagining that happening and waiting for Kano now <laughs> it's like chilling uh, oh, oh hollywood wherefore art though um yeah so i i don't even know how to end this like <laughs> it's, it's it's so uh, good like this a, is it, this is a great film this is the best movie i've seen in a while you know, is in a while. Wow. Yeah, I think in a, at least a few months. This this movie was great. It felt refreshing. It uh, it it takes you back to that time when a movie was just like a little box of like a thing, and yeah. it was its you own know what thing. I was thinking though. What it, it is a little box, but what yeah. if we made two boxes? I was just thinking, what if you had a sequel? <laughs> Big Night 2, set in the 1980s. You know, we get to find out what happened to them. But, like, it's not like, you know, it's not like what you'd expect. It's whatever Tucci wants it to be, all right? Just bring him in. Just sit him down at the table saying, hey, look, I'm a producer. I want to make the Big Night 2. No! Bigger night. Biggest (laughs) night. I mean, come on, all the actors are still working. They're still, you know, they're way more popular now. You could get, like, a huge budget yeah. for a big night, too. Honestly, you could probably saying, get Meryl Streep. I'm just saying, 1980s, very popular right now. You get to look at how New York has changed over the last, you know, yeah. over the last, all those decades between the 50s and the 80s. I think it'd be great. Uh, I, so that's I where am... I'm going to leave it. I am just picturing Meryl Streep as the competitive business owner in this one. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, is she playing? Is she playing Julia Child or is she playing Devil Wears Prada? <laughs> Both. That's the beauty of it. It's like the mashup of like two of her biggest roles. Like. All right. Ah. Well, next time we'll be talking about the Day Trippers. Back to the indie scene as sort of a side character. Yeah. Um, but still delivering a fantastic performance. So check us out uh, at Talking Tropes. Tweeted us at Talking Tropes. Yes. Um, and listen to us wherever you're listening to this right now, because it's on everything. You know. Everywhere. We're not getting kicked off Spotify, unlike uh, <laughs> Neil Young. <laughs> We're uncancelable. No, that's just asking. We're cancelable. We're pretty cancelable. <laughs> All right. See y'all next time. Bye bye. Some of you don't know the name, but that's that guy from the Hunger Games. Transformers: The Last Night. Beauty and the Beast and Spotlight. Writer and director of Big Night. Tucci gang. Tucci gang. Tucci gang.